This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 901, Five Strategies for HSPs and Empaths to Heal Emotional Triggers, by Judith Orloff of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD. I am your host, Greg Audino, and I am here with you each weekday to narrate and present different relationship content from around the world. It's the beginning of a new week, so we are locked, loaded, and ready to go. We'll be starting this one off with a post from Highly Sensitive Refuge, one of the biggest and best platforms out there for HSPs. Writer Judith Orloff will be sharing some strategies that HSPs can take to heal emotional triggers, though they definitely apply to everyone, not just HSPs. So let's hop right in today and start optimizing your life. Five Strategies for HSPs and Empaths to Heal Emotional Triggers by Judith Orloff of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. What are emotional triggers? They are those super-reactive places inside you that become activated by someone else's behaviors or comments. When triggered, you may either withdraw emotionally and simply feel hurt or angry, or even respond in an aggressive way that you will probably regret later. We've all been there. Your reaction is so intense because you're defending against an extremely painful feeling that has surfaced. For instance, if a coworker says, you're not qualified to apply for that great job, or a relative says, you're too old to find a mate, you might become triggered. And who wouldn't get upset at these comments? You get emotional, doubt yourself, and feel inferior, or even wrongly think that you are over the hill. Trust me, there is no hill to be over. On the other hand, If you thought, that's ridiculous, of course I'm qualified for the job, or no matter my age, I can find a wonderful partner, you're not in a triggered state because you are recognizing your true worth. Your emotional triggers are wounds that need to heal. These beliefs are based on fears, and they are not reality. Let me repeat that. They do not reflect your real worth. You don't want to be frequently triggered. No one does. It's exhausting and painful, especially for highly sensitive and empathic people. Why? Because empaths and HSPs are finely tuned instruments when it comes to emotions. They feel everything, sometimes to an extreme, and are less apt to intellectualize feelings. Intuition is the filter through which they experience the world. Empaths and HSPs tend to absorb energy related to issues that they haven't resolved more easily and deeper than others. How to Heal Your Emotional Triggers To heal your emotional triggers, you must begin to compassionately examine and shift any beliefs that you've carried around from your family or society. Those beliefs will be different for every person, but examples might be, I'm not smart enough, 
or even, I'm too sensitive. You need to begin to gently address the parts of yourself that feel flawed, such as doubts about your body image or your worthiness to find a partner. When you heal the initial trauma or false belief, you set yourself emotionally free. Then, you won't become as easily triggered or drained in the future. Your initial trauma or false belief is related to a hot-button issue for you. For instance, if you have unresolved anger at your father, you may soak up other people's anger at their fathers. Or your fear of chronic illness may even make you susceptible to absorbing the symptoms of others' chronic illnesses. You are more prone to take on the emotional or physical pain that you haven't worked out in yourself. The more you heal issues that trigger you, the less likely you will be to absorb emotions from others. You might sense them, but they won't cut as deeply or drain you. Here are five strategies adapted from my book, The Empath Survival Guide, to help you start healing your emotional triggers. Number one, be aware. In your journal, identify your top three emotional triggers which cause you to be most upset and thrown off balance than any others. For instance, when someone criticizes your weight or appearance, or if you don't earn a certain income, or perhaps you feel unlovable and undeserving of a healthy relationship. Write these down to clarify the aspects of yourself that you need to heal. Number two, track the trigger's origin. Journal about where these triggers originated. For example, did your parents say that you were too fat or unattractive? Did a teacher tell you that you didn't have what it took to succeed in school? Or were you neglected by your family so you grew up feeling unlovable? Knowing where your triggers come from allows you to know yourself better. It may be painful to revisit old memories, so do so gently and remind yourself that it's all part of the healing process. Number three, reprogram negative beliefs. Start with one trigger that has the least emotional charge and begin to compassionately reprogram it. Stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself, this is not reality. What's actually true is, I am lovable, capable, and smart. Then slowly and deeply breathe. As you breathe, say aloud the same statement three times as a mantra in a tone that conveys you mean what you're saying. This will help you substitute the negative belief with a positive, more realistic one. Call to mind your positive mantra whenever negative thoughts creep in. Number four, act as if. At the start of the healing process, you might need to act as if when you haven't fully integrated a new positive belief. That's okay. For instance, simply saying to someone, I disagree, I fully deserve this great job, even when you don't fully believe that, paves the way for a deeper belief later on. Or, I'm proud of my sensitivities. Please do not put them down. Sometimes you need to practice a more enlightened behavior for it to sink in and become real. Number five, work with a therapist or coach. It's often useful to seek guidance to help you find the root of the trigger and process the feelings involved. You may feel tremendous rage or sadness that your family never believed in you, so you never learned to believe in yourself. Expressing and releasing the feelings allows you to heal the trigger and move on to embrace your true power. Healing your triggers is liberating because you won't be thrown off or drained by people's inappropriate comments. They may still be annoying, but they won't have the power to zap you. The more you heal your emotional triggers, the more emotionally free you will be. You just listened to the post titled, Five Strategies for HSPs and Empaths to Heal Emotional Triggers by Judith Orloff 
of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. And thanks a lot to Judith for a great post on triggers. We all have them. Uh, I found it really interesting how at the beginning she mentioned that nobody wants to be triggered or to have hurtful comments directed towards them. Well, not only are we triggered by situations as well as comments, but I think the goal of a mindfulness practitioner is to not be so opposed to triggers. This may sound odd, uh, but it's because triggers are great learning opportunities. They are direct lines of sight into our insecurities and can tell us a lot about ourselves and, of course, what we need to work on. For this reason, each trigger is an opportunity and ideally should be embraced. So keep this in mind as you go on to heal from the sources of your triggers. And in this process, I would also recommend supplementing Judith's suggestion of mantras. Supplement them with both memories of past experiences and cultivate future experiences that contrast the negative feelings you typically have about these situations. While reciting a mantra can be useful, creating cold, hard evidence in the form of events that disprove the bad thoughts tied to your triggers, that can be even more useful. So thanks again to Judith for informing us today, and thanks, of course, to all of you for listening here to the end. It is time to wrap things up, but we have plenty more left for you this week starting tomorrow. So be sure to tune in then for a great post on Friendships by Ellen Bergen and where your optimal life awaits.